The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to MarTech Predictions Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what the godfather of the MarTech industry thinks is going to happen this year. Joining us for MarTech Predictions Week is the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Brinker, who is the VP of Platform at HubSpot, which is a leading customer relationship management platform that provides software and support to help businesses grow better. HubSpot bills marketing, sales, services, and website management products that start free and scale to meet their customers' needs at any stage of growth. Scott is also the head of the Chief MarTech blog. He's involved with the MarTech conference. He basically created the MarTech industry. We're excited to have him here. And in addition to being our guest, him and HubSpot are also sponsors of the MarTech podcast. So far this week, Scott and I have talked about his first four predictions for 2022 in the MarTech industry, which are the reintegration of MarTech across multiple different business units. We talked about his prediction of the RevOps movement, how marketing, sales, customer service are going to continue to work together and share KPIs. We've talked about his thoughts about the advancement of no-code technology. And yesterday, we talked about the increased adoption of B2B commerce Today, we're going to get Scott's last prediction, which is the rise and expansion of ecosystems in the MarTech industry. All right, here's the last installment of MarTech Predictions Week with Scott Brinker from HubSpot. Scott, happy Friday, happy new year, and hey, we're at the end of the road here when it comes to our marketing predictions. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Yeah, I feel like I'm running a marathon here, and now like that last mile is within sight, so yes. I could see the finish line, and even though my calves are burning, I think I could make it. <laughs> All right, Scott, we've got one more prediction to get through this week, and that's your thought about ecosystem expansion there is no one in the world positioned better to talk about ecosystem expansion than you in the MarTech industry. You're the chief of MarTech. You run the ecosystem at HubSpot. Talk to me about what we're going to see in 2022. I am so excited. 10 years ago, when I started that journey of like mapping this MarTech landscape, that exponential explosion in all these different solutions, it's like, on one hand, it was like, 
amazing, all this innovation, all these entrepreneurs who are coming up with cool new ways to like help marketers succeed. But they were all these tiny little islands. And for the poor marketers, like, oh, well, I either have all this stuff and it's floating around and it doesn't really connect to each other. Or how do I hire like integration engineers to figure it just right. This was the pain point. It was like for years and years, the pain point was love all this MarTech, hate that it doesn't integrate together. And I think what just my journey personally, but the industry as a whole has been like a recognition that, okay, we have to solve this and it is solvable. It's not rocket science. So what you've seen here over this past couple of years is an acceleration of a platform mentality inside the MarTech industry. Now, if you are a MarTech startup, you're not just thinking about what your functionality is or what the novel capabilities that you're bringing to the market. I guarantee you, as a product team, you are thinking about like, okay, how do we integrate to HubSpot? How do we integrate to Salesforce? Because we know the only way we're actually going to get people to buy and adopt this is if like out of the gate, we're able to say, yes, we integrate to your common system. This isn't going to be some island off on its own. And I think you now see this across the MarTech industry, just as products are launched, they're being launched with integration capabilities to the major platforms. The major platforms are investing so much in supporting their ecosystems and promoting them. It's like the MarTech industry has gotten religion about integration. And I think now that we've hit that tipping point, 2022, you're just going to see an explosion of this. Part of me is like, yes, it's great that the platforms are there and everyone can operate in them, but it also creates questions about how are you going to differentiate from a marketing perspective? If everyone is using comparable or the same platforms in the series, in theory, the same tools and the same marketing channels, what's the way that we're going to differentiate? Are we all going to be using the same stack and the same channels? And then it just comes down to who's got the best creative and copy. How are brands going to be able to differentiate if the platforms are essentially becoming table stakes? Well, I think the platforms have a lot of competition there. That's why you've seen the consolidation in the platform side of things. There's just a finite number that have really reached like the scale and the momentum. But when you start talking about specialized app capabilities, whether either for a particular function or perhaps for a particular industry or vertical, like for instance, if I'm a nonprofit, the sort of capabilities I want to be able to run programs around donors, the sort of experience I want to have for how I manage things at particular parties for that, I just... There's this whole set of specialized data structures and specialized interactions that you find all over the place. What you don't want, though, is like every single one of those things to sort of be isolated in its own fragmented silo. You want to keep coming back to both a common data layer so that all the data becomes that golden record of the customer in one spot. You want to make sure from a workflow process, you're able to automate things that cross multiple apps. I don't want to have to configure different automation features in each and every other app I have. I kind of want one of them to serve as the orchestrator of those things. And I think increasingly you want to see more and more common UI integration with these things as well, too. That yes, if I'm going to use a specialized app and I want to go over to that specialized app for its interface for what I do in that, makes a whole ton of sense. But for the rest of my marketing organization, when they want to see that asset or they want to see what happened with it, they don't want to have to jump off to that other app. They want that interface and that information about that thing to be right there in something like their CRM platform that they use every single day. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. 
And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I feel like every year there is a different type of platform that pops up. You mentioned CRMs, CDPs. You know, are we seeing sort of different types of platforms that are popping up? Is there anything else that you think that is going to become more of a platform as opposed to a point solution this year? The very first prediction we started with this week was this like reintegration of marketing and MarTech with the rest of the company. And I think that really tells us a lot about what a real platform is. If it's something like a CRM that's being used across marketing, sales, and customer success as as, as a way to orchestrate across those. We talked a little bit about these fundamental cloud data warehouses like Snowflake or Databricks that, again, as a platform, end up serving and connecting the entire organization. I think of those as much more true platforms than a specialized app that might be extensible. It might have an ecosystem around it. It has a certain legitimacy to the term platform, too but it's still somewhat specialized in the particular subset of the audience it's serving. We see a whole bunch of those, like there's a whole bunch of really cool things happening right now, obviously around hybrid event platforms and what you can do with Zoom and the extensibility is of others, but that's still a relatively narrow capability versus, yeah, something like a CRM platform. It's just part of the reason you don't see so much disruption to those fundamental capabilities is it's almost like the stability of that foundation across all these different departments is one of the benefits. It's one of the features of having a platform. Scott, as we start to think about 2022, what your predictions are, you know, if we're going across the reintegration of MarTech, the RevOps movement, the advancements in no code, increased B2B commerce, and now sort of this ecosystem expansion. As you think about what's going to happen just for the marketing industry, the people that are working on and in MarTech, what happens for us, the people, not necessarily the industry? I feel like I say this every year and every year when we start up, I'm like, wow, it is a really wonderful time to be working in marketing because two things. First of all, there is so much change. And I actually always look at change as an opportunity for career progressions for people. I mean, this is a chance to learn new things. If you're willing to like embrace this and invest in it, you have an opportunity to get ahead, to create the playbooks ahead of your competitors. So I think it's a very exciting time just from a change perspective. 
But it's also a really exciting time because the impact that marketing has, the role it plays inside the organization has only expanded as a result of this whole digital transformation thing. I mean, yesterday when we were talking about the B2B commerce revolution, we didn't get to this, but one of the things that's really exciting about B2B commerce is for years, marketers and B2B have been like, we're not a cost center, we're part of the revenue engine. And here's the model that shows and frankly, I would agree that is true. You know, you'd have a lot of sales organizations that's like, okay, did you actually execute a transaction? Uh, no, okay, no, we're the revenue folks. But the thing is, once you start moving to this domain where we can do transactions through purely self-service digital channels, all of a sudden you start to open up these really interesting opportunities for like marketing to be creating experiences and running campaigns that actually directly generate revenue. And I think we have barely begun to scratch the surface of what's even going to be possible with those kinds of capabilities. So yeah, if I'm a marketer coming into this environment, I'm like wide-eyed and like, okay, wow, this is the sailing off into the Western Sea to discover new worlds. You know, I feel like over the last decade, the marketer has gone from being the managing creative, the storyteller, maybe doing some customer segmentation to having to have a technical background, understanding how to use and manipulate data. And now all of a sudden, I feel like we've settled into what a marketer's role is as somebody who is essentially the, the center of the wheel, the, the hub and spoke system, where we have to understand who the customer is, access that data, and start to hand it out to other parts of the organization. And I think that some of your predictions really speak to that. And I'm also really excited, again, to see the new MarTech 5000 list when you do publish it, because every year it goes from five to seven to nine. I just want to see how many companies there are in MarTech this year. Scott, thank you for coming on and for all the work you do for the MarTech industry. We always appreciate your time, your presence on the show. It's been a pleasure to connect and thanks for giving us your predictions for 2022. Thanks for having me as a guest, Ben. Have a fantastic 2022. All right. And that wraps up MarTech Predictions Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Scott Brinker, the VP of Platform at HubSpot for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Chief Martech, that's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C-H. Or you could visit his company's website, which is HubSpot.com, or his personal website, which is ChiefMartech.com. Again, that's C-H-I-E-F-M-A-R-T-E-C, no H, dot com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.